2: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Good evening, welcome to a live episode of the Liverpool Podcast. Uh, obviously, we didn't do one last night. Um, according to some of you on Twitter, it's because we knew about the signing coming. We can't obviously make a comment on that, but look who's back! Hey, eh? <laughs> old times! Hey, eh? um, we might be joined by some others. I did forget to post in the link, um, but yeah. Good evening to all of you who have commented. Good evening to my um, partner in crime, the co-host, the one and only Omar. Is it Omar or is it Omir, by the way? Because obviously when we went out the other night, your parents were calling you Omir and I was calling you Omar. I felt <laughs> like
3: it's Omar, but I, I don't mind you saying Omar. That's all right, mate. But um, it's, I know it's hard for some, so it's okay. Is uh, it, no, is, oh, it's is it it's, Omar? Um, Omar, Omar's Omer. fine, okay. there you go, yeah. there you go But anyway, evening to the chat, evening to everyone um, Yeah, fun episode in store, no doubt And Oh yeah, my God, look, you see years. rolling back the ears. Glenn's Laps already years. started it, look, you see, look, Dan
0: Riggs <laughs> Man like Omar, you know, Glenn is, oh my God, it's Omar Omar does <laughs> exist uh, A good evening to the 50 plus we've got so far Hopefully that will be going up Yeah um, Good evening. I've already liked, so get some more likes set up. Yeah, come on, gents. You know the way it rolls. Uh, we want to get all the likes up and ready. So, um, yeah. Got it, Omar. What you got to say, fella?
3: Uh, we all lost 2-0 on Saturday. <laughs> Happy days all round. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we lost all, just to QPR on the weekend. Not the greatest of turnouts. A London derby, obviously, we came in our numbers. We had a good day out, didn't we, mate? Aside from the result... Um but yeah, it was damn squid, mate. Absolute damn squid. Um yeah, what did you make of it, mate? A trip to Loftus Road. It wasn't the same as it was last year, was it? No, it was um yeah, it was it was
0: definitely a it's definitely a different feeling, wasn't it? But um Loftus Road is a shithole in it, to be honest. I like um, it. I like the old school feel to it. You like the old school feel to it, okay.
3: Yeah, I like I like the old school kind of nature of the ground. It's um I don't know. It's not everyone's cup of tea, obviously. You've got the upper tier lower tier kind of separated, which is a bit shy if you've got friends in the lower tier or whatever. But I think it's it's an old-school ground. The atmosphere's a bit naff, but, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just talk about how we didn't turn up on Saturday, mate. And as Jared was said, we got it all wrong. Um, it, who's we? Does he mean the players or does he mean himself? Or there's a talking point, I suppose. I mean, it was quite a critical thought of him post-match, mate. I don't know what you've made of his comments. I
0: I think he was right, and I think he had the ump, and I think that it was right. We didn't turn up in any shape or form, um, and I just think that, you know, we were there probably for the first five, ten minutes, and then QPR just settled in, and they settled in, <laughs> the lesser spotted Omar. Um, they just settled in, and they just basically just grew with confidence. And Mm -hmm. I think we just, we just crawled up our own ass to be fair. Um, we will get to a few points on why this didn't happen or why that happened. And do we believe that this was a message to the board, which seems to my question on that is, was it a message to the board, which we're getting to of hurry the fuck up because he knew it was in the background or, you know, we're 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 we get to that. Um You see, Glenn, we're already gonna have a bit of a, a thing here because I don't necessarily believe that Billy was. Um Danny,
3: <laughs> yes. Billy, I'm not sure. Um
0: what's your thoughts on
3: Billy? I think. It was interesting in the comments after the game as well, like I said, from Joe Edwards. He talks a good talk after a game, right? Especially when we've lost 2-0 and everyone's like, it's refreshing to see. So it's one thing saying it's a lot after the game, but I, I'm not, again, I think as Dan made a the comment, they're not except for 4-0 performance, especially in a London derby, you know, like, then players, I don't know what more I said, if you needed to go into that game. Obviously, all we've done is now given hope to a team that's shrugged at the bottom of the table. I mean, He's right. What he said. We didn't pass forward a lot. There was instances where we were passing sideways or backwards. I think Billy felt susceptible to that. I thought he had a good game on on Saturday as well. I kind of agree with Glenn a little bit. Um, I, I don't think he was a stand-up player, but it was interesting. Like you know, it was it was kind of where's that look to go forward, and you know who's going to be you know trying to make that splitting pass. And no, De Nore on the pitch. Fleming not really existent. I'm sure people love me saying that one. Um you know, I think it was obviously just a couple of mistakes that really cost us, really. I think Norton Cuffey got caught sleeping for the goal in the first half. Um, the player nips in around the back post and taps it in. And then you've got that mistake from Sarkic in the second half after standing off players and letting them have their opportunities. I mean, that's what it is for me, really. You know, you've got really the opportunity to stamp your mark on the game. London derby, you by, sold out the middle way in. Everyone's buzzing for the occasion. And the players just didn't put any fire in whatsoever there. It was really poor.
0: Chris Brown says Luton is a toilet and QPR is the B-Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, congratulations to you, Chris. I see the Lions, the uh, Detroit Lions won last night. I know you said you wouldn't mention them, but it's okay if I do. So, yeah, there you go. So, what is it now? One more away from Super Bowl place or is that it now? They've made the Super Bowl place. I'm not 100%. So, I'm not a massive NFL fan. So, there. Um, where are we? What a load of bollocks. We were totally crap. Poor performance. No heart, no passion um we all agree that Nesbitt is no use let's, let's stick on that one it. yeah let's go, that two, one yeah we'll come back to him two seconds right. let's just do these other comments and then we'll come back um can you please big up my son my son Kenzie he has autism he is six years old he was scared to play for a football team I took him to the first training session on Saturday he scored 14 goals and now the coach wants him to play a year above. Well. There you go. You're giving your boy a, a shower yourself, mate. Well done, Kenzie. Um, yeah, Kenzie. Bring your boots on Saturday, mate. You might be able to get a goal if you can score goals like that, mate. Then you should be playing for Millwall, to be fair, mate, because it's definitely we need a sky a striker uh, back past Billy. Yeah, we we'll come on to Billy a bit later on. Wasn't just Billy. Whole team were useless. Yeah, Norton Cuffey, worst performance by far. Agreed. Yeah, um, yeah. Where are we? Well done, Kenzie. Yeah. James Berylson, we'll come back to that one. Um, Pete, just quickly get through these, catch up to speed, and then we'll go. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to yours as well. There. We got beaten by a poor side and worse. Yeah, we'll come back to you. Right. Let's go back to um Nesbit question from uh Jonathan Fraser. Are oh, we all agreed? I think I don't know whether or not Nesbit is really that shit, or whether or not he just can't play as a um, as a single man up front.
3: Yeah, um, I, I don't actually. I can't claim to know what kind of setup he's playing in previously at Hibs um, and obviously previous clubs prior to that. But I think he is kind of a striker. What from what I've seen, he feels like he thrives on having two up top with him, or at least having you know number ten like Fleming Pusher on and be next to him up front. Um, obviously, Bradshaw's injury is untimely, and I, I guess Bradshaw would be starting this side prior to the news of who might be trying to sign today and over Um, But yeah, I mean, I thought, obviously, we said it was Saturday at the game, didn't we? And I know it's the real talking point for us. I mean, this bit was non existent, and the comments after the game going back to that, he was quite critical of the hold up play up front. I think he said, after the first 10 minutes, he maybe didn't blame the defenders for holding on to the ball the way they did because, you know, they, there was no hold-up up top. That's a direct dig at your striker, your only-fit striker. And you hook him off after, what, 55, 60 minutes and bring on Ryan Longman. And uh, he's a, time, a really. winger. He's he a winger. And we said it during the game, didn't we? It was like, bloody hell. No, you like, steady. He,
0: and I just agreed with you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put it in me when I was trying to be quite quiet there. But yeah, I was like, is that that's a message, isn't it? And after the game where he's come out and be critical of them, it's like a get me my striker and obviously over fame he's in the pipelines and now he's coming in it it was no surprise to me but it's quite ballsy from edwards to kind of be like right we're 1-0 down london derby not really creating a lot i'm gonna take off my striker and bring on a winger who done nothing either to be honest but it kind of highlighted a real statement i thought from edwards and you obviously agreed mickey didn't you
0: i i do i mean look right i know i joked around and i said you know nesbit's gonna score 20 goals this season and all this right and to be fair, watching him put him away in pre-season, I honestly thought he, he, he could potentially do it. But the trouble is, I know he's our leading goal scorer and this is the bit what, you know, it is hard to fathom. He has, what, five five goals and he has the leading goal scorer within our team. But the problem is, is he just doesn't seem, I don't know, he just seems like a, a full-on selfish, stroppy teenager who just, if he can't get the ball and do what he wants, then he just, he'll fuck the chance. And every time he fucks a chance, he puts us back. You know, we lose the ball and it fucking seems to go on. I mean, Nesbitt seems lost when playing on his own. Totally agree with you, Pete. Um, and, and sometimes he feels lost playing with other people. If he sees someone else on and he's got the ball and he thinks, I want this, he will go ahead and try and do it it's all about him rather than the team. I, I feel personally, and you know, and seeing him and watching him and everything else. Um, I don't think, and I did say this before he come, what, when we talked about him in January and then it sort of didn't come on. And I said, you know, realistically, will he be able to step up from, you know, um, Sunday public Scottish football to the, you know, to the, to the championship because it's two completely different sets of football. I mean, don't forget the championship football is the second best league in, in the country. Um, And it's probably, you know, one of the the top rated ones around the world. Do you know what I mean? Because it is very, very fast, very fucking
3: proper football. Um, I think, a lot of people are defending him in the chat and I think rightly so as well I think you you are right whilst you are taking a piss a bit out of the Scottish League in the process and but the yeah, Scottish yeah, it's, League is shit it's the Farmers League isn't it, as they keep calling it it's two teams always up there and stuff but yeah. that's the generic term of it but I, I can't claim to watch <clears> a lot of it but I think it's clear obviously that this is not that kind of striker to hold the ball up on his own be up front he is kind of a finisher and you need to have that service. And I think a few of the guys in the chat are making that point, you know. It's easy to blame him. It's, you know, it's they, Josh will say, I still think he'll hit 10. Um, you know, people are praising him there in the sense that, you know, that he's obviously got a decent tally already and he's not had real opportunities maybe or real service up front. Um, I don't think Edward is having him quite clearly. I think he wants a lot more from his forwards, and I guess we'll lead the chat on to Oberfamy. I mean, put into everyone in the comments what do we make of Oba potentially coming in? Because I don't know if you remember him playing against us, Mickey, but he obviously scored against us, I think, in the Swansea game when we drew 2-2, got two late goals in the game. Um, I think it was that game, I might be mistaken, but I did see a clip of it today. It but was, I think he's he's that um, kind of striker that for me anyway, he's not really as more prolific in front of goal. He's a bit more wasteful, if anything, compared to Nisbet. Um, but he, he certainly gets the opportunities to score goals, though, and he's <laughs> got that raw pace up front, which is what obviously Edwards is saying about pace and athleticism and strength. He's not a target man either. So are you going to leave him favourite up front on his own? Because I'm pretty sure he's about five foot eight. He's a striker, but he's, he's got a pure pace about him. So are we suggesting yeah. we're going to set up on the counter-attack? How are we going to kind of set the team up a bit more? Because... You know, you're not going to have a side that's going to turn up and dominate possession and give him the opportunities. It's going to be more, I imagine, counter-attacking football, trying to set it through on goal and obviously have teams come on to us. But I could be no, wrong. I totally agree.
0: Good, uh, good evening, Danny F. Nice to meet you at QPR, mate. Um, and yeah, Nesbitt doesn't work. I, I think that's it. Nesbitt just doesn't work hard enough for the ball. I mean, the new lad coming in, I've seen a lot of negativity about him on on socials and stuff where people can you know, 21 goals or 27 goals in 92 appearances and all this. I don't think we're necessarily getting him for his goal-scoring ability. I think we're getting him because of his pace and the fact that he can hold balls up. And holding balls up brings others into play, like Nesbitt.
3: I think you need to get... The problem with always our side is you don't get the players, especially when it's one up front, we never get the forwards and attackers or the support around the, the striker enough. And it's always that whole case of the player being isolated up top. Um, yeah. And I think with Omerfame, I mean, if there's, there's going to be energy up front, I mean, what? You look at a prospect of... Do we... I mean, if we go back to Saturday anyway, but I will do in a sec because obviously there's a lot of comments about no Savile and no Denor. I wonder if he had an eye on trying to keep him protected for next week. But then... You know, you've, you've got bigger things to worry about, I suppose. But then it's a London derby game there, isn't it? But Immaculate FM could be interesting prospect. That's real pace up front. Um, but I guess we'll stick it back to Saturday's games. We'll get quite a few comments there, Mickey, aren't we? But, you know, poor decision not to play Savile. What do you make of that one, mate? Back from well, we were discussing
0: this, weren't we? Were, I mean, why were they on the bench if they weren't fit? And was it just the fact of, hey, fall, we're not really we're not playing full on. Are they really going to make a massive change? Uh, and is it worth just saving them for the next game? But on that same level, I think that if we we were screaming out, wouldn't we, for midfield mm-hmm. to, to hold up and put the ball forward. And I think um, we missed a chance, but why we missed it again, you know, the problem is we don't know why he didn't bring them on. Um, why he
3: didn't bring on, you know, um, America I would assume he's had, a, he's had an eye on the next few games instead and thought we're going to save him for the future games. But I mean, I don't know, risky call. Like you know, You're know, you you're basically allowing a team below you to get a result against you and you're watching the game unfold in front of your eyes and not bringing on well, probably your two best midfielders. I mean, in the north's case, coming back from injury, Savile's case, not played the last three because of suspension, but you would think you'd want to at least get them involved in the game and get some minutes on the pitch and try yeah. and Moving forward a bit more, I, I don't know. Maybe just thought it wasn't the I mean, right occasion for them.
0: David, work, David agrees with you. Um, a ruined us when he was at Swansea,
3: yeah, I think again, like I said about him, I don't think he's he, he's he was a clear fall on the sides. Um, and that pace always caused the likes of Hutchinson and Cooper issues. Um, and that's for sure. But he was very wasteful in front of goal the games I've seen him, but I, I'm not writing him off. I think he's a good sign. in When I saw was links with him and I saw Fabrizio Romano break it before Richard Cowley as well. Um, well, not
0: just that. I mean, yeah. Cairo did it. Today, Cairo did it as well. Yeah, Fabrizio uh, went
3: first, though. So he's got yeah, that in Yeah, Fabrizio went
0: first. Then we, leaked, then we basically shared his. And then Cairo done done it too. And then obviously spoken to the club and said, yeah, they confirmed it's happening. And then obviously Richard Cowley came out and said, yeah, he's having a medical today. And hopefully yep. it should be signed off tomorrow, which points to me was, was this happening last week? And I mean, according to Richard Cowley, he's saying that this isn't the youth player he spoke about last week. So potentially there's another young prospect coming in, mm-hmm. but was the fact that he took off a striker brought on a winger to say, I've got no fucking strikers. Will you pull your finger out your ass and get this fucking deal done? Yep. Cause that was definitely a message.
3: I think so. And like I said I said in the, earlier on, I think it definitely was something of him making a statement saying, get a striker in, get me a player in that's going to do a bit more than what I've got in a minute, which was Nisbet. And they obviously came out afterwards and criticised the lack of hold up, the mm. lack of, mm. you know, lack of energy up front, lack of play in the final third. And that's a direct dig at Nisbet, you'd imagine, because he came off and was hooked off pretty much after, what, 55, 60 minutes, wasn't it? So, yeah. I mean, um, Longman
0: and Wallace were good when they come on. Wallace uh, was exceptionally good. I think they, they they looked as if they had heart to do. I mean, they weren't doing a lot of this is
3: involvement. Don't get me wrong. But again, it came off for a player in Joe Bryan that I'm losing faith in, to be honest, because the the we were playing him, paying him, sorry, and you've got to think he's a big earner at the club. He a free Jeez. transfer. And then it's like, you look at his performance, you're like, he doesn't look interested. And that's the problem with Joe Bryan for me. He doesn't look like a player that wants to be here be a player that turns out and give his all I don't know he's obviously come back from injuries this season he's obviously you know kind of going through the motions trying to get a run of games under his belt he doesn't look like he's a player that was pretty hard on
0: line
3: he's costing our games cost our game cost our games yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know it's also someone I want to pick up on as well no Romain Essay again okay he's criticizing the final third and lack of attacking play Yet neglects to try and be on essay again. So it's just, uh, not that, not that I'm the manager. I don't have the choice in that say. But I think that for me shows he has no faith in essay and perhaps a low move. A low London move, move London, surely.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what London Lion says there. That Longman, Longman from Nesbit shows that there there is a big problem with essay. What that is, I don't know. Is it attitude? Is it, I mean, when we met him, when we saw him before, he looked as if he was a nice kid, but has, Mm. you know, the pro and the money tucked up? I mean, you know, maybe, you know, I don't think he's on silly money, but a couple of grand a week all of a sudden for, you know, a young kid. Has that that sort of made him a little bit, um, but then
3: senior players we've got would probably bring him back in line rather quickly, wouldn't they? I don't know his attitude. I don't know. I know from the fact that when I met him, he's a nice <clears> guy. <throat> he seems to be you know, good kids, like we say. He's got his head on shoulders. Prepared his speech, did he, for the play of, uh, for young player of the year and had notes for it to read out to everyone that was there at the player of the year. do. You could tell he really wanted to make a good impression. So I don't see that disappearing, especially with a youth coach that's come in that's got a real desire to play young players. I guess Edwards just ain't having him. And that's the fact, Is- really.
0: Yeah, or I just wonder, I mean, if you look at the players in that now, there seems to be a good team spirit with Edwards. Mm. But I just wonder how much of it, say's <clears throat> confidence was probably destroyed by Rowan.
3: Maybe. I mean, obviously, Rowan was the one that got back to him gave him the opportunity. He came on against Middlesbrough and scored the winner, first game of the season yeah. as well. I'm not saying, listen, Rowan had a lot of good as well as more bad in my eyes for me all sometimes because it was, was Marmite, wasn't it, Gary Rari? But one thing he did do was give Roman SA the opportunity. And since we've uh, had Edwards come in, SA's game time has been limited to, what, two or three games? Yeah. Um, and that's since October now, November. So, yeah, it's a shame, really. and Not really great opportunity for SA there. But I guess he's going to... I can only imagine he's going to go out to League One or League Two. That's, that's the only thing I can imagine at this point. Because there's no much use keeping him in, like as an unused sub on the bench every week. Surely not. I don't know what the chat thinks.
0: Do you think Nessay should be going out to loan or do you want to keep him in the team? Uh, Wallace Cooper, Nesbitt, Fleming, Campbell and Longman all got to go for this team to change. Not good enough for this season. Any of them names a bit harsh, but I think you've got a point on a few of those, yeah. Um, For all the joking of Aldo looking a football manager, I think he deserves huge credit. Last couple of windows. Won't get every deal right, but he's done brilliant in my opinion. Well, yeah, maybe, but Fleming wasn't him. Casper Dinoor wasn't him. Um, I don't think Brian was him. Tanganga uh, was wasn't him.
3: Tanganga Tandark- was Joe Edwards signing it, it feels like, because yeah. he's got the contacts from the English out, and obviously.
0: Yeah.
3: I just think that up. there's
0: been a, a fair amount of PR of... Aldo says this and Aldo says that. And I, I just personally, I can't see Aldo having the contacts anywhere near what Joe Edwards got. And the fact that there was a bit of PR saying that Aldo recommended Tandanga to Joe Edwards, to me, sort of makes me think yeah, there's a PR machine at play there to try and obviously bring him back into the fold of Millwall fans. But hey-ho, know, you know... Mate. I
3: don't know. There was also um, that rumour about... Um, you're always the, welcome to reply, mate. You have a right to reply out there if you ever want to. Well, sorry to interrupt you, mate, but also that rumour about... Um... The Palace head coming in, yeah. his, his, well, was, I can't remember his name on top for Love or Money, but there's a new head of recruitment coming in, isn't there? So, I don't know. There's a restructuring, isn't there? A lot of Joe Bryan negativity in the chat, and I, I'm not going to dispute it, to be honest. He's not done enough to keep his spot. Wallace should drop back into the team ASAP, says Glenn. and I do agree with him. Sam T called him a melt. I'm not going to disagree with you there, either. <laughs> I just don't think he's up for the fight to be here, up for the cause. Um, A, a lot of people say a low move might be a good idea for SA as well. Um, maybe is, is it far fetched to say send him to Sutton United for the rest of the season? Mickey,
0: maybe, it's top maybe, anchor. or Cambridge,
3: or Cambridge? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you'd want to play as high level as possible, would, but send him to, two, send to him. Stick with Morrow. Imagine that.
0: I would send him personally. I think Morrow putting a bit of him in him would be much better benefit for us than. Maybe sending him to Neil Harris.
3: I think Mark McCallum literally coming with a comment exactly the same time as I'm saying this, by the way, which is quite funny. But yeah, I think just top of my head, there you have got two ex-Mill, you know, strikers, attackers that know what it takes to succeed at the Den. Is it worth sending them a SA loan there for half a season?
0: Well, look, I mean, Danny F has got a point there. Three managers haven't fancied him: Rowick, Bauer, um, Barrett, and now Edwards.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to dispel the rumor about. Like maybe he's got you know well, it's not even a rumor but you know where we say like, could it be that it's just not fancied or is it his attitude? He's you know he's a young player that's playing at England under 19s setup and you don't get recognised for England on the 19s without being a good player. So I I I can't I don't dis, I don't think it's his attitude. I, I can't see it but he has got a new deal with the club and he also then got a deal with sketchers who do that now do football boots now and he's you know one of their athletes as they call them nowadays and signed to a brand so. I could see the argument for he's actually getting a bit too big for his head. But then I was suspected and we all did that he was going to leave this window because someone's, you know, people saying is their move lined up for him to go out to the Premier League club. But nothing's happened yet. And he's not still no. not playing games. So it's interesting. Yeah, I
0: mean, I'm not I'm not going to go into the into the background of it all. But obviously Barry Dunn was sacked. Um, I'm not going to go into the politics of it all and all of that. But Barry Dunn was sacked and he was he was obviously one of our, our youth scouts as such um and it obviously arose a position and that position become available and they needed to find someone who's a football mind i think the problem is nowadays they don't necessarily have and i think it's important i mean christ there's a show what i posted in our group um from two years ago where me omar and kai we're discussing this very moment that you know (laughs) that that millwall needs to have a uh like a brand as such of around a style of play style of play there we go a style of play um around um millwall and you know and two years later we still don't necessarily have that style of play but hopefully it will be going in the right direction under edwards i think I think we've just got to stick with it. I think we can all see what Edwards is doing. Mm-hmm. It's just that the board needs to back him.
3: Yeah, that's true. Well, well obviously Edwards was the division, isn't it, to help try and realise what James wants to do, James so, mm-hmm. um, But then again, this whole move with Aldo stuff was done when John was around, obviously. So, you don't know, is there, is, is there unrest or is it a case of it's going to slowly transition more and there's going to be more of a shift in style and more... I don't know. There's it's obviously a bit of uncertainty there, I suppose, regardless of whatever way you look at that, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Greenie Boy. Essays is humble as they come. It's not actually. That's Ben Green's he...
0: burner account, by the way. Yeah, Even of though he comes it on the list, it isn't, it is. but I think it is.
3: Of course it is. <laughs> he, um, the defensive work of ways he's getting played and best position is still unknown. Yeah, but then, like, I'd argue playing him up front and taking him, take bringing on Essays out of Longman in a role where he's going to be up front and isolated up top in a one-striker formation, probably doesn't need to do much defensive work. But the manager's not having him, or the head coach isn't having him.
0: Do you know the madness is? That, that piece we did about two years ago, and maybe I'll just stick it as a card on this uh, or put it in the, a link in the um, in the description of this video when it goes out, is we said, is it time to not have a manager anymore? Is it time to have a head coach and then a director of football who's basically, you know, the style is there and we just coach around that style. Maybe that's what we're seeing. Maybe, you know, maybe that is what we're seeing coming in um, under Edwards. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. Oh, look, Ben's there now. Here's my actual account, fellas. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, I think... If you want to come on, Ben, come on. I'll put it in the... (laughs) What you call it, mate? I'm sure. I'm sure we could do with another football-minded person on, rather than me fucking pretending I know what's what. So yeah, and I'm sure you've got a whinge in you as well. So come on. Oh look, Stephen's there as well. Just catch it. Look, you've got a link in the group. Come on, if you want to come on, boys. It's no dramas. (laughs) It's my fault. I did forget to sign the um the uh the signing through me. Really, yeah. Um, I mean, Stephen, obviously, Stephen, shorts-wearing Stephen says, uh, just catching the show now and talk on SA. The fact we had two attackers on the bench and he couldn't get a game says it all to me uh, that Joe, uh, Joe Edwards doesn't fancy him. Uh, get him loaned out and league experience. For sure.
3: Set game out. It's game tomorrow, uh, son. Ben Green's coming right? on.
0: <clears throat> ben Green's coming on in five minutes. Five-minute warning God. that Ben Green is coming on. Northern Correspondent's coming on. No, that's it. So, I mean, Watmore can play up top. Longman can play wide. Mental, yeah. We didn't put SA or or the others on. So, yeah, you know, it, it 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 is the. I mean, ideally, get in the chat. Let us know in the chat now. Do you think that we suit a two up front, a three or a one? What 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 do you think is our our best suited? Um, formation really with strikers i know we don't necessarily have the strikers but hey ho, let's just pretend that we've got enough strikers to fill all those different formations um what, you know, what do you with, feel
3: you know with that mickey though like for me right i i, I don't necessarily believe a, a star is nailed onto a certain manager or obviously they've got their revisions and stuff but when you look at middle football club there's always got to be two up front Always got to be two up front for Millwall. And that's for me, like, you look through the successful teams in, in our history, in in my lifetime anyway, early 2000s, obviously prior to I was born, it was the late 80s. And if you look at later on, Under Jacket two up front. If you look at Neil Harris, two up front. I think for me, it's, it's whilst we could say old school and, you know, the, the two up front has faded away. I think for people at, like, for Millwall to succeed like as a club, it's always been two up front. And for me, it's to extend that, it's always been two up front and two wingers either side. But that's for me. But like, everyone, everyone had, is you know I mean? everyone's gone two up front. It's what we've front. been used to, though. But it's not to say it can't succeed with one up front. It's just, you know, mm. t- to have the patience and win that and earn that respect from the fans, we, we want to see a certain style of, you know, almost up and at them. We don't like to see the ball pass around, aimlessly at the back. And that was frustrating on Saturday. And Edwards was right to criticise him. And I, this is, I want to know what the chat thinks about his comments after the game as well, because it's quite critical. And he's not really a manager that's come in with, OK, he's got the background of Chelsea, working through the academy, mm-hmm. working his way out from the age groups. And, you know, he's obviously got the background and the somewhat pedigree in the game. But when you look at the, the season pros on that side, are they? how long will they accept criticism from a manager that's not ever, you know, played at their level? Never managed at that level until now. I'm not. So, I, I, I'm still pro Edwards, and I still think we're going to go places because he's attracting the right talent, the right players, and I'm. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. But how long? How much longer can he come out and keep criticizing the players when they're turning around, going, "Well, you set us up in this formation. You set us up to play this way." You know, he, he's obviously going to take the of the bitty, but he keeps coming out and criticizing the players after the games, and we know in football the modern day football game, that doesn't always end well. So no, you know, Troy, will, Troy Deeney just... at Forest Green Rovers will testify to that one as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, I'd like to see two up front, three midfield. Um Good evening, Benjamin. Evening, um, fellas. I'd like good to see two up front with three midfield behind and play more narrow. Uh, we don't have good wingers. It would work in our favours. Um Now you're on here, I will just bring this comment back in because you two will know this more than me. Murray Wallace <laughs> as a false nine. Yes or no? It's
3: a Pure pistach. from Sam T. Ben, would you have him up front in a nine? <laughs> definitely, mate. He's definitely got
4: the uh, physical attributes, the agile nature of Murray Wallace. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, he Probably. couldn't do any worse than uh, our mate Kevin Nisbet, can he?
3: Oh, well, yeah. We'll
4: to that in a bit, I'm sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> A lot of what about you for uh formations for uh, what team a I mill mean, formation to succeed? A lot of people in the comments are all saying two up top is like a default, and I agree with that to be honest with mill in history anyway. what What's a, success, a successful mill side for you, Ben?
4: Yeah, I mean, you, you, I think it's probably two parts to that question, right? It's probably what have we always played, which has always been a traditional sort of four four two, or certainly with two strikers, but I think. In the games we've done well recently, or since Edwards has come in, we've kind of played with that centre forward and two tens, or the two mm-hmm. nine fives, as I've said a couple of times. So we kind of ended up with sort of three centre forwards, or three people in central areas. So I think it depends on what we're going to play. It's going to be interesting now to see whether Obafemi, or pending or assuming that that deal is is completely done. Is he going to go in? Because he's it, it, not overly big, if I'm right in saying he's not.
3: No, I don't think he is. Five for eight, Five maybe. For eight, Nine. Yeah.
4: That's what I mean. So, Again, he's he's not going to be playing up top on his own. I wouldn't have thought. So he, he's going to want to play with someone else up there. I'm still adamant that we should be giving Fleming a go up top. He's probably, out of all of our forward players, the one with the most physical presence.
3: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. Benjamin
0: Green's burner account. <laughs> Could Mitchell score yeah. in a brothel for people yeah. listening to this as a podcast? Um,
4: to to, I mean, do you know what? I'm starting to just think he's struggling. Anybody?
0: He, yeah, yeah. Proper. proper. I mean, it was weird because I would I being being there watching him and watching obviously a lot of his off-ball stuff and all that lot. I would definitely, definitely not. Have put him up for man of the match, but a lot of people were putting him up for man of the match, and I just wonder if that was people who watched it live or people who are watching it on a stream. And I just wondered what the difference, because it is a lot different. Because we've had it when when you boys have been away, and I've watched it on a stream, and then we have a conversation, and you boys were going, "They did all right, but on the, on the screen on the stream, he looked really shit. Do you know what I mean? So it's. I I think there's a massive
4: difference. You two were there. I would say I don't think he was man the match, but then I don't know who I would have
1: picked for man the match. But I don't think he was our worst player. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
2: The Talksport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
4: But I think that's sort of that is Billy. I think now, isn't it? I just think he's never going to be your worst player. But I don't think, I don't think he's, he's progressed as I was as I would have liked him to. I think he's got good
3: attributes to be a serious box-to-box midfielder, but he's just been shoehorned into a deep-line playmaker in a sense where he gets on the ball, drops deep and gets it, picks it up and passes it sideways like everyone criticises him for. But I think... When I remember, I think it was at Charlton in the preseason friendly, came on. And there was a, at one point where he just, bit. as a friendly game, he looked like he had that kind of engine to get up and down the pitch. And I, I don't think we see that enough from Billy anymore. And I think he's been shoehorned into this kind of drop deep, gets on the ball. And then he allows the others to get on the ball. And I, I don't know if maybe Denor and Mitchell could be an option in the future. Just, But I think he has got the ability to get up and down the pitch. But it's just been taken away from I the think, game, really. I think Danny's uh, been good two games on the trot now.
4: I would love to see Casper and Honeyman in there. That would yeah. be, I think, my best two in midfield. I think, I don't think it's been a coincidence that our best form—I say best form, or our best performances—I think—over a consistent period have coincided with Honeyman going into a deeper, more central midfield role. Mm. I just think he has everything that you need. What about
0: Fleming and the new boy up front?
4: Yeah, I, I think that would work, mate. As I say, I think Fleming has the physical attributes. He's not—he's decent in the air, isn't he? Um, I think he can hold it. I, the biggest thing with us going forward is—and Edwards alluded it, alluded to it in all of his interviews that he did—was the fact that the ball kept going forward and it just was like a boomerang. It came back straight away. We couldn't get it to stick. I think he's going to be our, our best forward player in terms of holding it up there and getting us up the pitch a bit better.
3: Mm. Pressure starts to slowly build. I think, though, as well. You know, to get it over in. He's going to get Tanganga probably at the starting on Saturday. I think someone said about the formation. Obviously, talking about maybe three at the back. I think that is obviously what he wants to do. He is still kind of a back three. It feels like in games when we have the ball, um, without the ball. Well, when we have the ball, it's back four. It feels like Long Coffee bombs on without the ball. Long Coffee drops deep. That's where he was found at the back post for the mistake on the first goal. But. I think there is going to be a slight change. It'd be, I mean, Tanganga will be a good addition in that back line. and then you've got, I guess, over and Fleming up top, like Ben's saying there. But what do you reckon, Mickey?
0: Yeah, I think I, I think the new boy is definitely going to get a start on Saturday, and I think um, Tanganga I mean Tandanga looked good when he was on. He was he was up for it and all that, but I think it was a I think it was a bit of a poor show to bring him on, really, too when little, we were 2 down. Though. You know, realistically, I mean, at 60 minutes, we could have just changed the midfield and had, a, and had a go at it. I mean, the way Murray come on and was trying to push everything forward, I mean, I think that if he had a bit of support in the midfield, I think we could have possibly looked at doing something. But, you know, hey-ho, it is what it is. Um, we've got to talk about their player as well. I mean, the one who decided to pick something up and throw it back at the crowd. I haven't yeah. seen fucking anything about that. I don't I know. that's half, name. weren't it?
3: It was the one that said a half. Yeah, yeah. Oh I it was very shit. Um, I've, you would never see anything from it anyway. I suppose because it's just the way it goes. But I, I'm just looking at the stats for the game, and I'm getting amazed to see that we had the two attempts on goal. I don't even remember having one, to be honest. It's it was a poor. Yeah, run, I mean, one I of them me.
0: was one of them was Billy's, wasn't it? About fucking thirty yards out.
3: Yeah, I mean they had an XG of one point seven five. If you're into XG, middle of an XG of zero point one seven. We had three corners the whole game. They had two. It's just really naff, wasn't it? Uh, it's it's just for a London derby at, at QPR, we was all up for it pre-game, weren't we? Let's be honest, Mickey. Everyone was saying when we was out, like, we're going to turn up a win today. I really felt confident as well. But that was well, we said on the show before, a real mate, shocker. We
0: were going to be 2-3-0, you know. And,
3: um, yeah.
4: I yeah, we were absolute certainty Saturday.
0: Genuinely, yeah. I told all
4: my mates to put us in their hackers. I just thought we were certainties. Yeah.
3: This <laughs> is a QPR yeah. side that haven't won as well since beating Hull at home in the start of December. Mm. You know, no, pressure no, on them.
0: That's it. No disrespect to you, fellow. I know you're QPR, but uh, rival fans will come on, just get called Arthur. So it looks as if we have a new Arthur uh, in the chat. So um, there we go. But hey-ho, you were lucky. That's pretty much it, really. Um, Glenn has a point. Um, when Mitchell first got into the team under route Billy was quoted as saying... Um, that Gary Rowett and our Paul Robbo and Robbo were uh, trying to stop him attacking, as they thought it wasn't his strength or um, or it was what the team needed, uh, and maybe they just trained that you know to coach yeah, that out of just,
3: I just think like I think it was, I definitely was a trial game pre season. I think there was a point where he gets the ball from deep, bombs forward a bit, pings it 30, 40 yards forward, and I think he sets this bit up on a counter attack, and it's like you don't see Billy do that at all anymore because it's been purely coached out of his game. I, I do think he has that ability to get up and down the pitch. In the youth teams, he was that striker, uh, that, that midfielder, sorry, to, you know, kind of, I'm just going to cork with a goal against Tottenham. I think he was Tottenham on the very teams in the FA Youth Cup. And you don't see that anymore with Mitchell. Like, he does have the ability, and they always say, like, you know, he's one of the fittest in pre-season, always running, always, you know, fit as a fiddle. But it's like, now it's just like he's a he's a slow kind of midfielder looking to play sideways all the time. He's neat on the ball, but that's not his best side of his game, I don't think. Isn't is
0: the Irish? Isn't
3: he? Yeah, I is Irish. So
0: he plays with Matt Amaku. So maybe that could be a good striking.
3: I don't think they actually played together before, but yeah. yeah. I, I think I,
4: he's slightly older than he. I think he's in the
3: yeah. full setup. I think. Yeah. But I don't exactly. necessarily uh-huh. think QPR is Irish boys true. up
0: top. Yeah. But the fans stick with Jonathan, Jay, uh, Jonathan, I keep calling him Jonathan. If the fans stay with um, Joe Edwards, it could lead to a successful period. I think we will. I think it will come on. Goal was around 70-minute way. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. You can hear from
4: Edwards' interviews that he's getting frustrated about the lack of quality at times that we show. And you can just, I mean, he, he, he said it again in a couple of the different interviews. I think one was with the um, BBC London. The other one was on Millwall TV, where he kind of went. He didn't. He said that I don't want to throw the players under the bus. They got credit in the bank, but you can kind of see that he'd. I'm assuming he'd given them a volley in the changing room and it, given an opportunity. He probably would have been quite harsh on quite a few of them, him, which was rightly so. But
0: I, I like think, it.
4: That I, 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 I think he gets us. I really do think he gets us.
0: I do too. Really. And I think it's probably the first manager we've had in, in a long time who's got us so quickly. Yeah. I absolutely. mean, normally you'll get the bullshit from the managers going, you know, like with fucking Holotwat, who come in and it's like, oh, I understand them and all that. And then wrote all the shit all over the changing room, what well, just isn't us. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's just framing I don't now.
4: Think I've listened from a any- QPR
0: fan's point of view. Mill will need a striker.
3: <laughs> he got, got the bragging rights, I suppose, mate, on Saturday, so I'll let him have that one. But I think I agree with what you've got to say about Edwards. He does get us. It feels a good like you know, he feels a good fit for us. But I do think he's got to be careful what he says post-match against about the back of players. Whilst we agree with it to this extent. Uh, He is also the man culpable for setting that team up to go out there and play the game. And he can change it up a bit better if he wants to than he did on Saturday, I feel like. Team selection felt a bit different. I'm sure there's reasons behind it and motives behind it and, you know, stuff we will never find out about. But then the subs as well, like, they're questionable subs, really. Longman for this bit didn't really feel right. Playing Longman up front, that's the first time we've seen that happen. And we've already debated that earlier on the show. You know, maybe that was a message to the board. And obviously, we're signing over Femi today or tomorrow. But he has got to be careful after a loss or defeat, because he come out and criticise the players. Like, because he's also the man responsible set that team up. He had all week on the training ground with them, and he's the team, he's the manager of the team that produces an XG zero point one seven against a team bottom of the league. So, you know, yeah. he has got to be careful with that.
4: I, mean, I get that point, but I also think based on our last few performances, we've I mean, we've been really good, right? We just haven't had the results to show for it. I mean, everyone said half we was superb. Leicester we should have won. So the performances are there from the players. I think it was such a bad performance from a Saturday. It's one of those games where you just got to put a line through it and move 100%. on. It's just, I can't dwell on it. It's we, We've been doing well. We've improved and you've just got to go. It's just one of those games. But I... I I he's right to criticise the players. I think he's right to criticise,
3: but, but it's just, it's a common thing when we lose games. Like, okay, sometimes he accepts, but like, you just got to be careful because like, it can quickly go against you. Because yeah. that because in modern day football, that squad of players can suddenly decide to not put it in for you anymore. And then before you know it, I, I feel like we we're all backing him, and I feel like the squads in general backing him. But he does not need—I don't know. It's just, I, I felt like it was a good talking the talk after the game, but you know he oversaw that team on Saturday, so it's like he, he's also got to kind of put his hand up himself. And I, I'm not saying he doesn't, but Saturday I felt like it was just purely all the blame on the players, which I understood his frustrations because they were shocking. But he's also the man in charge, so cool. I remember we was linked with Dykes last. That
4: was, like, was that last January, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, that would have been fun. I mean, that's what Alex S says there, wasn't he? He said, um,
0: after Saturday, you can see why Scotland picked Dykes ahead of Nesbitt.
3: He's a bit more of everything, isn't he? He gives his all up front. and. Yeah. It, it
0: question for you,
4: fellas. So I, I said it um, the other week. Do you think if we had Edwards in charge over the summer, we would have signed Nesbitt? Do you think Nesbitt is a job would sort of
3: player? Nah. No. D- judging by how he hooks him off after, what, 55-60, I definitely don't think he's having him.
0: And yeah. the fact that he put Longman on instead of him is if to say you're oh, shit. I'd rather put a winger there than
3: you. Yeah, and straight, for me. And post game and every interview he's done is like, yeah, we didn't hold the ball up front, and yeah, I, don't blame, I don't blame that, and, and I, mean, I don't blame the defenders. Bit, it? Yeah, we didn't hold I the ball up front enough. We didn't, and also I don't blame the defenders after a well while for not passing it forward when it's not sticking up top. It's like it's literally yeah. just going fuck you, Nisbet. Basically, it felt like.
0: And also, I think we've, I think with Edwards is if you look at the way youth football is now it's all about pace and it's pace up front and running at people, holding the ball, running at people, getting a chance to run. And I, you know, I mean, there's been loads of people come on over the time, over since nesbit has been there going, Oh, you know, Nesbitt's a really good holder up of the ball and all that. Well, yeah, maybe, but we just haven't fucking seen it yet. You know what? And being able to hold the ball up in Scotland doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to hold the ball up in the, in the championship. So, um, yeah just one thing before while you're watching because obviously we are only on youtube today so um while you are watching if you've not already subscribed make sure you subscribe tap the notification bell as well while you're there that way you'll never miss a show coming up and also uh we have got just what 100 or so of you watching live with us just make sure you press that like button because at the moment i've only got about a third of you who've liked it so uh if you can press that like button it does us more favors than you could possibly imagine it's like YouTube giving me a kiss on the cheek.
3: <laughs> Where next for this bit? Do you think, chaps? Because um, okay, it's only one game, but obviously, Daily Mills put a question. There was Nesbit out, so I don't. I don't. know. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah I reckon he was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> when you we know,
0: when we know that Fleming was a rowit because we were told by someone very well connected on a train back from QPR last year. To be fair, that Fleming was definitely. Uh, a route signing. Was Nesbit a route signing or, or was he I I don't a, know, a, mate. I don't know. I, know, I, don't, I don't
3: know. I think it's an interesting conundrum in this bit because is he the type of character from what we've seen? You know, could he be the character that's going to kick on and, you know, really take on that criticism and basically <laughs> try and shove it back to Edwards? Or does he not fancy it down here? Does he, you know... Does he not? Does he not fancy it down in London? Is it you know? Is it is is he homesick? is you know Scottish boy down in here. Where, where does he go? Does he end up moving on this window? Back to Scotland on a loan move? Is that extreme to say? Rangers. Yeah.
0: I reckon Rangers because I don't think Hibbs would have sold to Rangers if he was at if he was up there. But the fact that he's come here and we probably got obviously where wherever we want to sell him to. I think if he goes anywhere, he'll probably go back to Scotland. And He's very Rangers. well looked
3: at um, from Scottish, Scotland fans. He's they, they still admired up there. So, I don't know. What do you reckon, Bennett? Is, is I mean, I still think he sticks about for obviously the rest of the season, if, it feels like. Yeah, but
4: well, I think he'll be here till the end of the season. But I do think he could go in the summer. really do mm-hmm. think he could go in the summer. And um, oh, they
3: go Celtic
0: Selk- instead, then. He's a uh, Celtic lad.
4: I was Larry. just about to say, he was heavily linked with Celtic. Obviously, Hibbs and Celtic have a bit of a mutual respect, don't they, for each other. Um, uh, he was heavily linked with them, I think, the year before last. Um, so, yeah, oh, if we're going back up there. But, yeah, on, in, in his defence, slightly, I don't think he's a lone striker. I think no. he can't play that role. Um, but, I think what what you've got with Bradders is, we say it a million times, is he may not be the most prolific goal scorer, but you can see he will always give you 110% and he'll run for a brick wall for you. When you don't have that in this bit, you're always then just going to go where well, he don't look like his arse. He doesn't look like his bothered. he's not working hard enough. I think that's mm. the difference too. Bradders might not score for five, six games, but you'll never come off the pitch going, well, oh, Bradders didn't put a shift in today. I think that's the big difference. That's uh, And us as a club, right? That's all we generally want. If you know the players have put a shift in, you're all right. But I think he's starting to edge into that, is he arse category? Is he lazy? Mm.
0: Category?
4: And I think that's he does
0: look sh- lazy, though. He looks self. selfish. I don't know if it's lazy or whether or not it's selfishness. And the fact that maybe he doesn't necessarily trust the players around him. So he wants to have a go at finishing himself, maybe. Rather than selfish. I think selfish is probably the thing. Because, look, he... You know there's obviously something about him, you don't get signed for the level of money you got signed for unless there is something about you. Mm. But you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I said say,
4: Mickey, I think he's a good finisher. But I think yeah. mean, he's he, he has to play up front in this league with someone
0: else, yeah.
4: He just can't play up. Around maybe now.
0: the new boy, maybe the new boy, it's going to be you know, it's going to be um, it's going to be. Them two up front, so yeah. So thanks he very much,
4: fella. For, for Burnley, has he just not got any? Ben,
0: Ben, Ben, just because his mum's not
3: fit. <laughs> what did you say that Ben anyway? before that, sorry. Other than he played at all for Burnley this year, he two or three team. games, two or three games tops in the Premier League. Um I was looking earlier actually on the squad stats. He has played. He's been on the bench a few games. His last involvement was the 5 0 win over Sheffield United on the 2nd of December. Played 14 minutes. Prior to that, he came off six minutes at the Emirates for Arsenal. And he's been injured otherwise before that. So, it looks like he's been in and around the matchday squads over Christmas. But not featured. Didn't play in the think, FA Cup either. Which is interesting. I just...
0: We're getting up to near the hour, Mark. We said we'd do about an hour or so. so. The, yes. My... My thoughts are is that the board need to heavily support Edwards, not just on low knees. We need to look at getting some some prospects in. Um, but it's a bit worrying, obviously. What I said to it, uh, you on Saturday, Amo, is obviously for a, a very good contact who, you know, I believe uh, there was a load of names, eight names given to Aldo um of up and coming players in a in a cold part of the world and um, they were ignored and those eight players we could have probably picked up for best part of a million pound and they've now been sold for commit for a community figure of about 100 million um and it just worries me that with a comment what was made from that person that we don't necessarily, scout players we look at statistics and that might be the way football's gone but to me you might look good on football manager but when you watch you play you could be a crock of shit i.e. <laughs> Nesbit Fleming do you know what I mean etc etc yeah,
4: we're all saved, so yeah it's definitely a lie
0: do you know what I mean so um yeah to me I think sometimes you need to look at a player I mean I would have thought we would have got that order shot lad you know that that you know for for the investment for that for two and a half you know two two hundred and fifty like grand. City, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that fair. would have been a good investment for us. Loaning back to all the having for next season, job done. You know.
4: You know if um, Rich put out the other day about a youngster being signed, is that still in the pipeline? Well, he, he said know? today
0: that that's still on because someone asked him that question. Someone said, "Is this the youngster you were talking about the other day?" And he replied. Uh, no, there's another one. I personally think that this this striker was in, the, was in the remit last week and I think it was whatever happened, it didn't go and it didn't go over the line quick enough. I think Rarick, um, I think Edwards wanted him for Saturday and it didn't go over the line quick enough and I think that's part of the message where I've got no fucking strikers. Hurry up and get this deal done. We're putting Longman up front, and because all of a sudden this comes out, and I mean, the only reason that Fab is, is basically releasing championship news is because there's no fucking Premiership
3: news to tell, is it? Here we go. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously got contacts with Burnley, I suppose, or the agent yeah. of every So uh, that's what you know when you see like someone like a British and Romano jump on it. Yes, it's likely to happen, and it makes it more concrete. However, if you do question, like I, I'm not a skeptic, too skeptical. In this instance, I think it's going to be all right. But is it like, like the agent's trying to feed the information to him so they can let him know? Oh, if he's going to go Millwall, we don't really want to go Millwall, but if anyone else wants him and they're interested, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, he's going to Millwall, but if there's someone else that's bigger that wants him for the rest of the season in the Premier League, in the lower league, of Premier league or the higher echelons of the Championship, he's yeah. available. <laughs> I mean, there's another one now, look.
4: Oh, I, I, I think outside of probably the top three in the league, well, even I reckon he'd it, go to Ipswich, right? They'd they're crying out mm. for a bit of reinforcements up front. So, outside of Southampton, probably Leeds and Leicester, he'd probably get in every other team in the league. I would have thought, or they'd be they'd at least be interested to have him on loan.
3: It'd be an we option, to, wouldn't
0: they? Yeah, we have to sort of take this source with a, a, a large um pinch of, of ketchup, mate. Because last time he told us he spoke to. To what more after that or Honeyman after the game, and he was going to be out for six weeks. Um, but he's saying it's Santos from Chelsea telling you he's been called back from Forest, he's a winger stroke striker. Um, so yeah, there's no sell-on clause for Fleming according to a Fortuna fan. I but our there fortuna must be, fan, there must be one. Our Fortuna fan says that there is a 20%, a 15,
3: 20% percent sell on. Um, You've got to imagine Fleming had a Salon on clause Because, like, you know, what was it, 23 at the time he signed for us? It
0: was the whole reason why we got him so cheap Because
3: the season before,
0: they Correct. wanted £5 million for him And then we got him on a massive knockdown On the pretense that he comes here, I think, as a window And, you know, performs well Which, unfortunately, he hasn't necessarily performed great this season um, But if he gets signed, then, um, yeah So, yeah, Leicester won, Ipswich one, final great. score
4: so has got
0: a 90th minute equaliser. Mm, big goal, that. Santos Let's rumored this whole transfer window. David is- Brailsford has He's been brought up. in toward Man United's football operations. Do you think cross-sport moves can work as most sports employees will be cheaper than football ones? Uh, I don't think Dave Brailsford will be cheap. Um, he basically re-orchestrated the whole of the cycling team under Sky and went on to basically dominate the Tour de France and the Olympics, didn't he? I think he was tied up within the Olympics as well. So he does everything from a nutritional, sports, and I think he's all about 1% gains. You know, you you hear about these 1% gains and I think he is definitely a man who's on about 1% um, gains. So, yeah, I mean, Barry, Richard Gardner says Santos would be awesome. I've heard... There's been talks of him coming for a while. I bet you have. Because uh, Dan Riggs is your mate.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Dan, I'll tell you now, mate, you said you could eat eight pies six mash to me last time I saw you. I don't think you can. But if we sign Santos, I'll buy you your eight pies six mash and watch you eat it, mate. And if you don't eat it all, you can refund (laughs) me. There we go. Yeah. 19 year old
0: Brazilian. We had this one before, didn't we? Who
3: was the last Brazilian? Wow, and, and sure, got I mean, it. 19, Brazilian. Yeah, I know, mate. It sounds like a load up a regen save before merger right now, I tell you. Please. But um, <laughs> I think one thing I will say, though, is I, we, we shouldn't rule out that probably we are, we are knocking the door of Chelsea to try and get players. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, um, we know we are, I think. But it's obviously just like, is it going to be Santos? I don't know. I, I can't pretend to know a lot about him, but it be some Coop because if he was at Forest first half season and recalled you'd think they have really high hopes for him. So, what else is I guess?
0: Unless they rate Edwards a lot and think that he's probably better oh. off under Edwards, then he, he would be under
3: Forrest. He was 15, 20 years, wasn't he, working there? Um, they, they love him. They, they love him at Chelsea, so that's, that's a given. <clears throat> yeah, we've we've had this conversation with four other Brazilians that have been at the club before. Juan, the left-back, whatever his name is, the left-back, right-back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah... What's your space on that one, I suppose? I am not gonna to proclaim to know anything about that one with Santos, but you would Just think we'd be looking at door Chelsea.
4: Loan signings in general. So if we got in, would that be so we're allowed seven and five in the match day squad, right?
3: Yeah, so it's like long of- Longman Campbell. Who else are we missing? Tanganga. We've got four in a minute. Tanganga. Tanganga. He yeah,
0: so it's not that many. Yeah. we've got four in a minute, I think, and we Norton coffee I oh, know yeah. five now with this one we took on today. So, yeah, there's five we've got. So, yeah, we're allowed a couple more of me, I think. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> Any more news of Campbell going back?
3: No, nothing. I think that will happen, though. I think he'll be itching to get a move somewhere, surely.
4: You would have thought yeah. so. I mean, he's not even, if Billy's sort of fifth in line, he's sixth, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's got to be yeah you think surely Donora Sam will get back in as well Honeyman's there now and you think Campbell's chances are very very limited you think at this point yeah no let's, see. Well, let's
4: see see. Point him because I think he, he he had all the attributes he has the personality from what everyone said Every, everyone speaks so highly of him about yeah. his
3: professionalism and that yeah Right also pursued him for windows on end didn't he as well before he went to Luton so
4: we tried to sign him on the permanent right from Scotland and he went to yeah.
3: so
4: I think yeah I think he just came in he's been unfit and I just don't think he's ever got up to speed Is he
3: yeah Mickey what team did Campbell play for in Scotland <laughs>
0: I'm not uh, I'm not playing your game but somebody chat, in a minute what, chat, what team,
3: chat what team did Campbell play for in uh, in, in Scotland I'm curious <laughs>
4: I'm on Nikki's favourite joke. This
3: one. Someone's going to do uh, it in a minute.
4: Can someone
0: put it in the chat who um who Campbell paid for?
3: Uh, I love getting killed. London yeah. Lion says yeah, not seen any
0: there. evidence of Edward's contact book yet. Well, you know the fact that oh, there oh, you go. She,
3: she's well, she's well faked, Daddy. <laughs>
0: Danny, you fell for it, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that one there. Look, I mean. Not seeing any evidence of Edwards' contact, but, yeah, I don't think we would have got to Tandanga or Ephemi um, without Edwards.
3: I think definitely... I think afemi may be, I'd say, a club, maybe bringing the name to the table. But I think Tanganga from what he said post the assignment, it feels like it was a very much a... Uh, it was a, it was an Edwards addition, doesn't it?
4: Tandanga said that in his interview, didn't he, he basically? Yeah, you know.
3: exactly. First question, wasn't it? He answered it straight away, so...
0: Who's, who's that player, then? Heard we've been linked with Felix.
3: <laughs> Shut up, Mickey. Shut up. Mate.
0: I've not said <laughs> it, have I? Boy. You can
3: Felix, Yeah, but you fell for it. Felice Davidan is Merry Christmas in Spanish, mate. Right? Oh, okay. blame car. Colour mate. Your car's marked by Mickey now, mate. <laughs>
0: You're in a fucking timeout now, Connor.
3: Yeah. <laughs> dear me, dear me.
0: <laughs> and he is in the timeout, and I don't know how to get you back out of it.
3: <laughs> does it come back afterwards or what? what yeah, it after? does.
0: Yeah. I don't know how long it is. I don't know uh, if it's if it's ten seconds, twenty seconds, a minute or so. But yeah, you will come back. But yeah. I didn't necessarily mean to press it, but I just brought it up and I was like, gonna, and then I don't know, it's love. clicked on it. So Touching um love. so yeah. Um, Campbell needs to go back to Luton. Yeah, Connor, you will be back in a minute, mate. I don't know how to get you back.
4: You mean you did? Mate? It was only about a minute.
0: I yeah, I don't think it's long. So yeah. Um, yeah. Right, gents, we said we'd probably do about an hour because um, I might uh, say is a very
3: highly needed man. I'm um, on serious money per hour, so he's got over a minute by now. So yeah, that's me. it.
0: So um, Omar, have you got? Oh, yeah. I mean, have you got anything you want to say?
3: No, mate. Thank you for having me you on. You don't come on. You don't come
0: on very often.
3: Well, I just want to say, uh, yeah, happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> 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 oh, you missed the trick there, you guys.
0: You. Uh, ben, you got anything you want to say, fella?
4: No, I think the usual, mate. Don't get too high when we win. Don't get too low when we lose. Mm. Um, I think we will win Saturday.
3: Oh well, of yeah, course. Cool. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so,
0: so.
4: well against Leeds the other day, but yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah, I think I think hopefully we do all right. Uh good luck to the under eighteens Wednesday. Uh FA Youth Cup fourth round. What they got? Is... I've, I've,
3: even, I've slipped my mind.
0: Daily Mill will tell us in the two six. Um there's gonna be a few bits coming out on our socials over the next couple of days. There's a Mill all fan, uh Rich Sayer, who is a boxing coach. Um he's been around the junior boxing and whatnot for years, and done the done That's amateurs it. for years, and the last um, seven eight years he's um, he's been doing pro training, and he's got a lad who I met today, uh, Casey um, Casey Kandemi, I think his name is Kandemi, I think he is, is uh, a, a British Afghan kid, but he's not a kid, he's twenty nine years old, but this Saturday at York Hall, um, he's uh, got a world title fight. It was quite weird because he was like, he's fighting where it's 50 kilo max weight. I think it's um super flyweight or flyweight. And and I said to him, So what's that then? It works out it's about eight stone. And I went, My boy is about seven stone, eight stone. And I said, No, I'm double your weight. And you just look at the the like the really skinny mass, and you look at him, you go, like, I'd love to be that fucking slim. But um, yeah, but he's got a world title fight um with a lad from South Africa uh at your call and i've done a brief interview with him and there's some um footage and whatnot what i put together and put them out and then obviously uh once he's won we'll get him on the show and uh and have a chat with him but yeah i mean it'll be good with the middle connection uh if he goes out and does it because i don't think there's been any of our other boxes in modern year what's um what's done uh world well, obviously david hay Um, But I think when he brought the belt round, it was only a Lonsdale, wasn't it? I think so. um, Yeah. Rest of the chat there. Um, We'll be back on Friday uh, as Ted Cheeseman retired. Now, I don't think he has. I think he's still fine, but he just hasn't fought for a little while. Um, And the other thing is um, what I need to do. You'll see on the socials yesterday, I posted um, about Charlie Wynn. Um, some of you might know, remember the name Charlie Wynn. Um, yeah, Johnny Garton done the, um, the long tail belt um, a while back. Uh, and then, unfortunately, through COVID, uh, his sponsor pulled out and then he retired. Um, so, yeah. Right, Charlie Wynn. Charlie Wynn was a, a Millwall fighter, uh, up and coming. Um, he'd come out of amateur, come into pro. Um, I think he had about five or six fights, a couple of fights. And while he was training for another fight, um, he was sparring and training, got out of the ring, walking across the gym floor and collapsed on the floor and had, uh, multiple strokes. Um, and he's only a young lad. He was only about 24, 25 at the time. Um, and he suffered a serious brain injury. Um, so much so that he'll never fight again, and he has to have pretty much twenty-four uh, hour medical care um, going forward um, from from then till now. There is a um, there is a a Wim Foundation was being started, and also there is a um, yeah Charlie yeah you, Ian you're on about Danny um, there is a a fun run, well, say it's a fun run, it's not. There's um, Basically what's going to happen is that they're doing a station run. So let me just get the right information up or I won't get it right. Um, and what they're looking to do is run from all the stations. So um, next, next Sunday, the 28th, 6 a.m., in the morning. I know most of you probably won't be up then, but 6 a.m. in the morning at SIG Cup station. And then you basically, it will be a run club. And that run club will run each week. And it will basically be run to raise money for the foundation. Um, Charlie Wynn to get him um, services, physios, etc., etc. So if there is anyone watching who knows anyone who's a physiotherapist or, or people who are used to work with those or can get all the bits and pieces, then get in touch and I'll put in touch with the family. Because, obviously, if they can get bits a lot cheaper than what they're doing. So, yeah, literally, they'll be running the whole run. So, you'll be running past every station from SIG Cup to Charing Cross. And then, obviously, you can cut out at any station you want. And then, obviously, you can go home. £10 to join. And all the money goes to Charlie's Physiotherapy to improve his life. Um, and then, yeah, you've got, obviously, the destination. So, you can start at any one of these stations. Sidcup, New Elton, Mottenham. Mottenham will be a 5K to there and then Lee Hivergreen Lewisham New Cross is 15 and then you'll run past the Den and you'll run past Fisher um, Athletic or the Fisher Boxing School and then you'll get to London Bridge and Waterloo Charing Cross and it's about 25 kilometres so those of you who are after decent runners if you want to have a go at that it's on a Sunday morning get cracking Um, those of you only want to run about 2 kilometres then um, yeah jump on that Uh, that's it again I will be pushing Charlie Wynn um a lot more as we go on five minutes longer than omar yeah um and yeah that's it so i do apologize for overrunning omar but i needed to get <laughs> in. because charlie means a lot of to course, me. massively um, i've done a run we've done a walk for him many miles ago when we i mm. think we played chelton to be fair we walked from um his gym at Bromley chase station all the way to um to there me and nick and some others Henshaw and some others so yeah Excellent. that's it from us we are done. Um, I can't be asked to play a video out, so we're just going to sit there and say thanks very much for watching. We'll see you again on Friday. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, and make sure you share to your friends. Put it in your WhatsApp groups, everything else, and in that way, hopefully, we can get more and more people. That is it from us. Adios. Good night. God bless. Thanks, Goodbye. See ya.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.